This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown. Recording. We are recording. Welcome to another episode of Focus on This, the most productive podcast on the internet, so you can banish distractions, get the right stuff done, and finally start loving Mondays with your host, Courtney Baker and Blake Stratton. Woohoo! Happy Monday, Courtney. Hey, Blake. <laughs> yeah, happy Monday. You're looking cozy in your closet. Honestly, I, I feel like maybe it needs a makeover. I'm spending so much time in here these days. I'm. Do you take all your Zoom calls in here or is it just the podcasts? Yeah, all Zoom calls. You know, I just say it's pretty profesh. I know. Nothing says chief marketing officer like a good blouse in the background. Exactly. Today, I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about what we're talking about because I think it's kind of one of those things that everybody feels the pain of at some point in their career. And once you're through to the other side of that pain, it's glorious. But a lot, a lot, a lot of people are still like living in it. Right. They are getting dominated by their email. It feels Mm -hmm. like, have you ever, you know, not that you ever like glancing over at someone's computer screen or like their phone, but sometimes it just happens, right? And you see that red badge on their email app and it's like oh yeah a thousand <laughs> and you're like do you need to go to the hospital right now like how are you walking <laughs> around are you okay actually i i feel like when i see that i have to really hold back from saying anything <laughs> like it really like but my temptation is just to be like hey would it be okay if I helped you fix that like <laughs> uh, I think we need to call email bankruptcy you yeah. know um yeah well if that's you listening I, there's no sh- no shame we're not trying to shame yeah, anybody that's right. Nick I'm looking at you we're not shaming you Nick if you have a badge mm-hmm. that's in the thousands we just mm-hmm. want to we're here to help you the first step to making progress is just saying you know what maybe this is a problem and guess what the problem can be fixed if you know how to approach email. Yes. Also that you're not alone. There's a lot Mm -hmm. of people out there that don't know how to handle email. And actually, I know we promise people that you'll start loving Monday again. And actually, this might be a great step to start loving Monday again is getting your email um, under control and not letting it own you. Yeah. Why do you think email is such a common thing? Yeah, I hear it all the time when I'm doing trainings or stuff like that. People yeah. are like, yeah, but I get caught up in all these emails and stuff. Like, why is that? I'll tell you exactly why. I think many people have let their inbox become their to-do list. And rather than them setting the agenda for the day, you know, this is why I love the Daily Big Three um, is because that we're setting what's going to be important. Um, But I think for a lot of people, they go into the day and they're like, okay, what am I going to do today? And they open up their inbox and they do whatever is in their inbox. And that just leads to chaos and a lot of other people getting to decide what's important for you. You're totally right. And there's something as well. I I love what you said. 
treating email like it's your to-do list because it literally Mm -hmm. feels like you're checking things off of a list and it's hard work to determine what's the 20% that's going to drive the 80% in my day today. And then prioritizing that as your big three. That's what we teach. That's hard mental work. What's easier Mm -hmm. is to literally roll out of bed, open your phone, look at your email and go, oh, here's a to-do list. I need to start checking boxes, right? There's kind of this built-in sense of urgency there. But if that's you, I would just encourage you that email doesn't have to be your boss. Email exists to empower you, not run your life. And when we treat email like our boss, it can really overwhelm us. It can derail our days. But if we can learn to treat it like a tool, all of a sudden we have more control and we can actually dictate the direction of our day much more effectively. So should we just jump right in? Let's do it. We've got four strategies to put you back in the driver's seat when it comes to email. And the first one is to confine checking your email to your rituals. So out of the gate, we probably, in case you're not familiar with what we mean when we talk about rituals, um, this is really from the Full Focus Planner. You know, we have four rituals, four daily rituals that we really encourage you to set. It's a morning ritual, a workday startup, a workday shutdown, and an evening ritual. Um, And specifically uh, for this, we're really talking about your workday startup ritual and your workday shutdown ritual. Um, Hopefully, although, again, I think a lot of people do this, as soon as they roll out of bed, you know, they click on their email um, and see what's going on. Personally, I would really encourage you, if that's part of your morning ritual or your your nighttime ritual, even if it's not intentionally part of your ritual, it's just you are doing it uh, ritually, uh, to really examine if that's the best place for your email checking. <laughs> it's not. I'll just, I'll save you the time. It's a, it's it's a gentle way to say, if you can respond to your email and your phone is falling on top of your face because you're still in bed, then maybe... <laughs> You need a better ritual. You're exactly right, though. Email, one of the biggest challenges is simply to resist the urgency of needing to respond right away or needed to be checking constantly. We mentioned this when we recorded an episode about taking breaks. And something I said was, if I have a break scheduled, it makes it easier to truly focus and not be stealing my focus time with different distractions. The same thing I think is true with email. If I know I've got time, I literally schedule so no one can can schedule anything in my calendar. I schedule time for my workday shutdown every day because I really need it because that's when I'm going to reach inbox zero. Having that on the schedule or at least having the practice of this being in your rituals makes it easier, I think to resist the urge to constantly check email because you know there's a time and there's a place for that. And if it's not that time or place, I'm free to focus on what's most important. Yeah, I think this is really critical. I mean, well, first I should say you and I both do email workday startup and workday shutdown. Mm -hmm. We've both set up our, our workday schedule to look like that. But I think there's kind of a step before that, that you've really got to let go of email being 
synchronous. It's really got to be asynchronous communication, which means you don't have to respond immediately. Um, And setting that expectation for yourself can really shift, you know, the importance of, of looking at email every hour, every 20 minutes, however often you are looking to check in on email. Brilliant. And I will say, if if you can't go from workday startup to shutdown, you know, if that's just not possible, um, or maybe you need an intermediate step before you can go all the way there, then, you know, just like Blake said, schedule the time and make it maybe part of your midday, um, you know, ritual, maybe when you come back from lunch or when you're about to leave for lunch. So you kind of have a, a clear um, deadline to get in there, check your email and then get out and move on to the next thing. Okay, the second thing you've got to do to tame your inbox is let the robots do it. Let the robots do it. (laughs) I'm talking about leveraging technology. Technology helps you sort and respond to emails more efficiently. Do you use any technology? What kind of tech? Do you have any tools, things, apps that you or, you know, people on our team use? Yeah. I mean, I've tried a lot of different things um, over the years. Um, Personally, right now I'm using a tool called um, Wavebox, um, which is kind of more of a combination of a, you know, it puts a lot of different tools I use into one platform. But I use, I use Gmail in the native um, spot, but I have experimented with using Spark. um, And that's a great tool if you work with an assistant. Um, it really has a lot of really neat um, things to leverage there. But in general, I, it's pretty because I have an assistant that I work with. Um, just using Gmail natively has worked really well. And of course, I do have on Google's, you know, inbox tabs turned on uh, where, you know, it kind of sorts things for me for, you know, promotional and social and kind of keeps those segregated out. Right. Technology for me when it comes to my inbox is really about processing. When I think of getting to inbox zero, you know, it's like a phrase of like, hey, there's no more emails left in my inbox. To me, it's all about processing, not responding. And technology helps me do that. That's what a promotional tab is valuable for. I use Spark primarily. It's a app that we use as a company a lot of us use. And I like it because it you know, we'll separate out these are newsletters or, you know, here's my personal, here's professional stuff. And with one click, I can archive a bunch of newsletters. You know, if it's like, yeah, it's not a date. Sometimes I'll want to click in and read something, but busy day. I just want to get to inbox zero. This is not urgent or important. Just one click archive it. I don't have to open and do all that. So it saves a lot of time there. The other thing I do in terms of processing is just recognize that you know, I don't need to respond to this. This is not urgent or it's not important, or at least it's not urgent and important yet. And I'll just use the, you know, see you later button where it just mm-hmm. says, hey, put this back in my inbox on Monday or Tuesday uh, because, you know, if today's, if today's Thursday. Let me see this in a few days because it's not really relevant now, but it will be maybe in about a week. So using technology, I think that's a good use of technology is to help process stuff like that. 
Um, anything else that you use tech for, Courtney? I think that's really good. I'm about to give like the lead, like this is barely counts as a technology hack, <laughs> but I feel like a lot of people have all of their, like you mentioned having personal and professional email, like in different tabs or different sections. Um, I personally have two different email accounts and mm-hmm. I am rigorous about keeping those separate. I feel like a lot of times when you find people that have thousands and thousands of emails in their inbox, those two things have become one. And it is really difficult when you're in work mode, when you're doing workday startup and you're you're actually processing through a lot of personal emails. Uh, and so it's been really helpful for me. When I get ready to do email for my workday startup, I am getting ready for my work day. And what I'm going to see there are things related to my work. For me, that's that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the last thing I would say is use canned responses if it's relevant to you. I would say for most people, it is relevant to your job. I'm in a role where I'm interfacing a lot with folks outside of our organization. And they oftentimes have extremely similar requests or you know needs. So I will use templates. We use a tool on our team called HubSpot, but you, Gmail has these. You can find templating software in a variety of formats, but essentially all you're doing is writing a great response that's generic ahead of time to save you time. I always find it's easier to edit an email than to write one from scratch. So it's not that you're necessarily sending the exact same thing because then that does feel canned, but you can populate the email with the canned response, and then edit it, tinker it to make it personal and relevant, it saves so much time. So if I ever write an email with the same content twice, I know that that's an issue. That's something that I need to put in a keyboard shortcut or an email template of some kind so I can save time next time. I also think it would be transparent to say as a company, at Michael Hyatt & Company, we use Slack for internal communication. Mm -hmm. And I actually did a... um, a call with another company that was um, considering using Slack. And there were people on that call that were like, you know, I get 200 plus emails a day, which is like, oh, oh, yeah. So email is your job, you know, (laughs) Um, that's a lot. Um, And so a tool that has been so critical for bringing my, my personal email way down has been to use a different tool like Slack for internal communication. So that may be something you want to look into. Um, I personally, I don't know if you agree with this, Blake, I can't imagine not having Slack. I don't even know if I know how to work anymore <laughs> without using Slack. Yeah. So if you want 50% off your Slack subscription, click no, they're not even a sponsor. <laughs> it's just that helpful. You're exactly right. So... I would love to hear if you're in the full focus planner community, maybe weigh in once you hear this episode, if there are things that you use, share about those technology, those hacks, those robots that you've employed to help tame your inbox. But that's the second main point. You need to leverage technology. The third strategy we have for you is to stop the email before it starts. To stop the email before it starts. What do I mean? 
I'm not talking about, we should have mentioned this in tech, Courtney. Have you ever sent an email and then it says it's sending 54321, you can unsend? I'm not talking about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have had to utilize that on occasion. Stop the email before it starts is actually about an offline strategy that needs to take place. So with your team, or if it's, you know, assuming you're working with a team or maybe it's family or maybe it's clients that you have, it's a good thing to think through what are my boundaries, what are my communication preferences, and then communicate those. And if you're working with a team, come to an agreement about what those are. Courtney brought up a great point when you said Slack, you know, hey, this is an alternative. If we need a response today or, you know, within a couple of hours, use Slack, not email. You know, that's this is an example of that. By using Slack, you're actually stopping the emails before they start. And, and the reason that's so valuable is because email, at least how it will look in your inbox for most of us is it's hard to sort through what's really important. You know, you can maybe sort through, this is a newsletter, this is whatever, but it's hard to trust that fully. You've got to scan through a million things. You know, I when I was in consulting before I joined Michael Hyatt and company, I had to have this conversation with my own clients where I said, hey, if you really, really need a response from me, like within an hour, one, it, it it better be something super important, better be an emergency type thing. And you should text me because that's the best chance that I'll see it. Even better, you know, sometimes it's even better than calling me. That's just, you know, my personal preference. If it's something that is important but not urgent, put it in and I have a software where we're maybe working on a project, right? It's like a project management tool that I collaborate with the client on. You know, if it's something, you know, whatever, like unrelated, like email is kind of at the last priority. So I'm teaching my clients proactively, hey, don't email me, <laughs> right? Not because I don't want to communicate with them, but because I want to actually give them great communication. So great communication, even with email, starts by setting those expectations. You know, I could not agree more on this. I think this is really important. And again, it's it's just about reframing what the expectation is. And in our culture, we've kind of set it up that like email is this like instantaneous back and forth. Mm -hmm. um, and it, it's meaning, not. Meaning American you know, culture, right? Like American work culture. Yes, American work. Yeah. You said Michael Hyatt and company. I was like, actually, so... when someone emails me from Michael Hyatt company, I'm like, what are you doing? You know, I'm not going to respond for like a day, right? <laughs> Slack me. Is that what I said? Did I say my culture? No, no, no. You me? just said our culture. And I just wasn't, I wanted to clarify for the listener. Oh, our culture. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I thought you were trying to insinuate like we're such an international podcast because we are. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yes, in American work culture, you know, it is, you know, just that you're going to get a response immediately. And I think reframing that even internally, because I know for a lot of people, it's a lot of internal emails that you're getting and really setting the expectation that, hey, I've got deep work that needs to happen. Like I've got stuff I need to focus on. And that means I can't be chained to email. You know, email is not going to run my productivity for me. You're totally right. Ultimately, it's in your best interest, but it's also in the best interest of your team. You know, if, <laughs> if you're running a business, those of you listening, some of you do, you don't want your team 
to be just checking email all day or feel like they have to be. You want them to do what they were hired and what they're being paid to do, right? So if you are leading, that's something to communicate. Um, if you're running your own business or if you're interfacing outside, you know, with clients or with prospects, you want to communicate that as well offline, most likely. Yeah. I mean, I think that message of you do the most good by completing your most important work. Hmm. And if you lead a team, you know, reminding them of that and having the expectation that, you know, if you're responding to my email in like three seconds, you know, (laughs) all day long, you know, it, it would be really hard for you to be doing your most important work. Well said. So the fourth strategy we have for you is to transfer task to your planner. Um, And like, I don't know how you feel about this one. I feel really strongly (laughs) about this. I mean, this is really like my number one method for getting to inbox zero is, you know, once I've kind of narrowed down the emails that need a response any emails that need focus that I can't just immediately, you know, check off in like five seconds and get put into my longer term, you know, project list, uh, either in my project management system or just directly into my planner to check off. Absolutely. David Allen has a thing he calls the two minute rule. And that's Mm -hmm. what I think of. It's just like what you're doing, where is it going to take me when I'm processing email in the morning or afterwards, people are like, wait, how do you get to inbox zero? Don't you have so many emails? And it's like, no, 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 I do have a lot of emails, but I don't necessarily respond in full to every single thing. Cause a lot of emails you'll get require three different tasks and then hearing from somebody else before you can give an appropriate response. Right. And so the goal is to process through those and transferring those tasks to your planner that are going to take more than just two minutes to do. You know, if it's a, if it's a task that you can just, oh, can you check the numbers on attendance for the month of February? Okay. Yeah. I can do that in 30 seconds and then send you the answer. You don't need to transfer those tasks. Right. But if it's going to take you a little bit of time, what you want to do is, you know, capture that in some form or fashion, which for us, the most effective way to do that is in our planner, transfer it to your planner. And then, you know, if it's, if it feels necessary, I like to set an expectation with the person too. You know, if there's some kind of deadline or something looming, just saying, Hey, just want you to know, I see this, I'm working on it. Um, is it cool if I get you something by the end of day Friday, you know, I'm setting an expectation for that. So they feel like, Oh, wow. They responded right away to me. This is great. But you know, I've, I've actually got a plan to do that task in its appropriate place later in the week. Yeah, and I think if you're someone that is just using the daily pages, you may think, well, how does that work? Because what if you just have things on your daily pages and then you just didn't check them off? Then, you know, what is that email just floating out there? And um, this is where the weekly preview becomes really important because there is a, a step in your weekly preview that has you, you know, look at all of your tasks for the week, the, the previous week. And for me, that's where I catch any of those that maybe I didn't check off and I can either, you know, move it to that week or just realize, actually, you know what, I don't need to do that anymore. Um, But that list sweep is really, you know, important as you're considering moving to transferring your emails to your planner. Brilliant. Producer Nick, 
You haven't said much in this episode. I've been, I've been hanging out. Well, Verbs has abandoned us. No, he hasn't abandoned us. He just couldn't be here to record today. <laughs> He'll be back, people. Don't hold your unsubscribes. He will be back. But Nick, I'm I'm curious from your perspective. You know, you're you've got a unique perspective. I think a lot of our listeners maybe share. What's your take? Do, do you feel? Do you employ any of these strategies? Which one do you feel like will be important, or maybe one that we didn't? You know, I I need to reiterate or clarify. Well, you know, shame, uh, shame for me. We talked about before is a real thing. Email shame is a real thing for me, and the trigger for me to hire an assistant was when I realized that I could have somebody be the the line of defense against me and my emotions related to my email box. Because at a certain point I had to go, I'm not doing the things. I, I know about Spark. I know about all these things. But, you know, mm. I have other interests and other things I was working on and doing. So, you know, when I decided to hire an assistant, it was, if nothing else, think about how much time and money I will make by not spending all of this time and energy and emotions, like just like hating my email box. You know, you go to work on Monday and you go, I don't know what's in here. (laughs) I don't know how many unanswered things I have. And so that's another option for people is to go look into um, the opportunity for someone else to manage it for you. And I, all the things that we heard today, I'm going, I bet you there's still a place for some of this, even with my assistant. Um, I want to encourage people. There's a way. Even me, who's a mess, has managed <laughs> to figure it out. <laughs> well, I think, you know, as we're kind of getting close to our final thoughts here, I mean, I think for those of you out there that maybe, you know, were in that spot, Nick was a long time ago where he had all the emails. I think there are a couple of things that you could do tactically, like today, really, and to kind of help these, you know, like to make some progress on these. The first is if you have thousands of emails, well, let's just say, let's let's put a real number out there, Blake. Like if you have more than 100 emails in your inbox, just call email bankruptcy. Just archive all of those because you're not really able to keep up with the, the things that need to happen, the actions that need to happen on more than 100 emails. Is that fair, Blake? I'm going to say... For some people that are freaking out right now, well, you could maybe up you, you could maybe you could maybe up that number and make sure you you when you declare email bankruptcy, you're not doing the Michael Scott where you just literally declare bankruptcy out loud. Uh, you you'd want to send a message, right? You'd want to select or auto reply. How do you do that? You know, that's interesting. Uh, When I've recommended people do this in the past, frankly, at a certain point, you're never getting back to the thousands of emails. Yeah, there there is a number. You're right. There is a number where it's like, listen, it ain't happening. Yeah, it's not happening. So I think maybe you need to decide for yourself like when, what that is. Mm -hmm. The other thing that I think you could do today to make a real impact on this is um, take the email apps off your phone. Like if you're like, I really want to be about checking my email at an asynchronous time. It's going to be part of my rituals. You don't need your work email on your phone. Now that may, everybody right now, everybody's like, who is this girl? She's telling us to file bankruptcy. 
delete email apps. I declare I bankruptcy. <laughs> um, I, can I, I, can I tell like, you? I used to have a job. Okay, go on. Well, I was going to tell you a story. You were employed. I used to have a job. I was employed previously um, that I felt like I had to check my email every night before going to bed just in case the vice president had sent an email out to me. And I, I don't think it was just me. I think it was company-wide. It was like we kind of had to be like ready to go. Like if there was an email that came from a higher up um, person in our company. And frankly, I think there was such a a push to win at work that it did not make for a very good family life. It didn't make it for a very good restful evening, you know, because I was just waiting. Like, mm-hmm. it's tonight the night that something's going to be needed for me. And so I, I say that story not really for the people that may be feeling that, but for the people that actually can fix that in their company for all the people that are staying, you know, having to feel like they have to check their email at nine o'clock to see if their boss's boss emailed. <laughs> that That's not something that can rise up from the bottom. Mm-hmm. That has to come from the top down. And I will say one thing I absolutely love about Megan and Michael. I don't think I've, I don't think I've ever, ever gotten an email from them at night. I mean, I just, it's not something they do because they hold so seriously the respect for our family lives and emergencies happen, right? But if there is one, they're going to text me or call me. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't like think I've gotten said. an email from Michael or Megan, period. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's probably true. Um, on our team, we recently had this discussion about the Slack app. Um, so I actually had our Slack app, our internal communication still on my phone. And actually, Megan Miller kind of challenged us and said, like, there's no reason that you need to have, you know, like, you don't, we don't expect you to need to respond immediately on Slack. And um, I was like, yeah, I don't, you know, I've I've always felt this about email. And so I did, I I deleted it off my phone as well. And so I feel your pain for everybody that's listening out there to think, oh, that may not be a good idea. Um, And honestly, frankly, it took me a little adjustment. but it's been great. It's been really, really good. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of Focus on This. Yep. This is the most productive podcast on the internet. So please share it with your friends and you can use the hashtag Focus on This Podcast. Yep. We'll be back here with another episode on Monday. So until then, stay, stay focused. focused. This episode of Focus on This is brought to you by Michael Hyatt's Countdown to 2021. Join this exclusive newsletter and free community of like-minded achievers who are committed to turning 2020's disappointments into 2021's greatest successes. Learn more at fullfocusplanner.com slash countdown.